the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. A little bit of business. Seven days till Christmas. Don't overspend. Don't use credit. You shouldn't. And remember, have a good season. <laughs> I should try to end with some positives, right? But seven days, how the year goes by so quickly. There is a copy of things that you should do at the end of the year. It's a PDF at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You still have a little bit of time to plan, and you should. And it just goes by so fast. Um, I have to do tinkering every year. You should do some tinkering every year. Um, it's your, your financial future is, how shall we say, fussy. And it needs a little bit of preventative maintenance. FedEx in the news. Down 7%. They had a week that's been kind of interesting. Now, FedEx is a big company. And they, they tell us they're a transport company, right? They're a business fulfillment, business activity. There's a lot of ways you can look at FedEx other than just the, the trucks that speed down the roadways. It talks about future economic activity. When FedEx delivers me a package, I know typically it's pretty important. Don't know why I'm saying that, but it kind of it feels <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a healthcare card. Uh, when it has to be there absolutely positively overnight, we seem to go to FedEx, but they're running some problems now, and Amazon is a, at the root of their problems. I really, really didn't like how FedEx and Amazon got into a kerfuffle this week. Um, to me, it just shows that Amazon is starting to become a bully. No one likes a bully. No one likes people from the wrestling team who bullies people, who has a career of bullying people. Uh, I'm not saying Jeff Bezos was a small guy uh, wrestler, but he kind of feels like that at times, right? He's got that mindset, that mental fortitude of let's mess with people. He wanted to name Amazon Relentless. How cool of a name would that have been? 
because he's relentless. He'll go at you. So this week he went after uh, FedEx, telling their third-party shippers at Amazon, don't use FedEx because we want people to feel that Amazon shopping experience with Prime is all that in a bucket of chicken. And FedEx has been slipping on their time deliveries. I don't know the basis for it. I wasn't in the business meeting, but it feels a little bit like an act of a bully. And if it feels that way to me, who's pretty liberal when it comes to letting corporations get away with almost everything, it's going to be an interesting 2020 and beyond for Amazon as they get bigger. Keep in mind, these companies, Amazon and Apple, maybe even Google, all played in Microsoft, all played with that $1 trillion valuation. And then ultimately, they work into it. Sometimes it's fits and starts. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get there. You know how it is. Um, but as their trillion-dollar companies, their, their stewardship is going to be questioned more and more on Main Street by the politicians. Big note out of Fannie Mae. They boost their 2020 housing forecast significantly. You tend not to hear that word associated with that phrase. Housing forecast boosted significantly. After increasing just 1% annually this year, growth in single-family housing starts will accelerate 10% during 2020. Is that a sign of the top of housing? When everyone decides to be a contractor, when everyone decides to build houses, when everyone decides to, to upgrade, when all projects are greenlit, 10% seems like a pretty big jump. It's significant, as Fannie Mae said, right? That's going to mark a post-recession high. It's still far below the annual peak of 1.7 million single-family starts in 2005. And the last real estate crush happened in the early 90s uh, after a $1.2 million annual pace. So we're sitting right now at about a million. That's a pretty big number. It's well off where it was before the last housing crash. But I'm not, I'm not in the business of crystal balling it. I'm not in the, the business of telling you that I'm smarter than you. I'm just saying that that looks a little, that looks a little not damning, but I'm taking note of it. 800-516-1228 to get your calls on the air. Um, lawmakers are at it again. We've been talking a lot about Congress and impeachment for the better part of the year. We're getting some stuff done at the end of the year, which is, I guess, refreshing. It looks like that New World NAFTA deal, 21st century version, is going to uh, be put to bed. China deal is going to start looking like it's resolved. Step in the right direction, right? Now lawmakers are passing new legislation that would severely curtail a popular tax strategy known as the Stretch IRA. This is something TFP Chad Burton, NewFocusFinancial.com, talks about regularly. Inherited IRAs and 401k plans would have to distribute all assets over a period of 10 years. New rules would apply to account owners who die after the end of the year. And it's a way of getting more money into the system. Several retirement provisions were tucked 
into a bipartisan $1.4 trillion spending package that federal lawmakers must pass by Friday to avoid the government shutdown. The old pork, right? Trying to get a bill passed without trying to stuff it with other amenities. Americans have saved a substantial amount of money in retirement accounts. Um, The stretch IRA uh, is an area where there are some tax rules that you can benefit from, such as children and grandchildren who inherit retirement accounts when the account owner dies must take distributions from those accounts over a certain period of time. And now Congress basically wants you to flush those accounts faster. A 40-year-old inheriting a dead parent's IRA could theoretically take distributions from the account over a period lasting more than three decades. And Congress is just trying to change rules. That's one of the reasons I highly recommend working with a certified financial planner. I've got skin in the game. I believe in certified financial planners. But I don't have the time to do every single tax loophole strategy. And I want what's best for me, probably like you want what's best for you, right? So, new rules. Time to bone up on your uh, legalese and your distribution strategies as things change. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Again, lawmakers could kill the popular retirement tax break. Um, impeachment's going on today, and what's kind of interesting about that, and I don't know if it's terribly interesting to you, is I don't feel like the markets are panicking. It's, it's a classic example of two years ago, if we said during the impeachment votes, what do you think the market will do? I think we have that answer now. I think the market already knew it. With that said, who knows what sort of drama is going to be unleashed in the coming year? Um... 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Interesting year in review. Um, things changed a lot this year in media. Disney Plus, big old splash on that one. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how people's relationship with Disney changes, if it does at all. When I was growing up, Disney held a kind of a special place in my heart as kind of that virtuous, wonderful media company. There was some intrigue with it. Now, when it's become all infusive, will it change? Will our relationship change? I'm looking at their slate of movies next year. It doesn't look as good as the slate of movies in the last year. Now, again, 
You had a lot of prequels. You had a lot of sequels. You had a lot of conclusions to trilogies. Uh, a lot going on at Disney. To me, looking at like the Black Widow franchise or some of the franchises they're going to try to push, I don't know. Uh, but then again, Captain Marvel, female superhero, uh, who very few of us knew who was, did a billion plus dollars. So maybe, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll pull it off again. Housing market is in the news everywhere today. It's Fannie Mae saying positive things. It's the starts on single-family homes being positive. And yet, one of the big stories out there is that mortgage rates aren't low enough to kind of offset the expense of real estate prices. Is that the best way of saying it? I think so. And, uh... I don't know. That's one of those areas where sometimes you get a little bit too caught up in your own close quarters. San Francisco. Housing is ridiculous. 800-516-1228 calls on the air, but permits are a sign of future activity. And if nothing else, we're going out with a bang. If, if, the, if the streak of the economic recovery continues to another year, I'll be impressed. But if it goes out with a bang, it goes out with a bang. Because 10% jump in starts has got to be the story today. That's a big number. That's a lot of people going back to work. That's a lot of people going to work in six months. That's a better way of saying that. It's funny. Um, last couple of years of media, trying to say the exact right words, has taken on new meaning. One of the areas that I like to talk about a lot, because it's easy for us, is fast food. As much as I had a relationship with Disney as a young person, I certainly had a relationship with McDonald's. I was raised overseas before McDonald's were really overseas a lot. Like I lived in Turkey and Greece and Germany and Germany might have had a McDonald's, but Germany, uh, Greece and Turkey didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Anytime I'd come back to the States, I'd be like, can I go to McDonald's? Don't know if it's the sugar. Don't know if it's the soda. Don't know if it's the grease, but there was something magical about it. McDonald's is going to pull in over $4 billion of deliveries this year. That's a pretty big number. It also shows you that I'm a little out of touch because the concept of getting McDonald's delivered to me, it doesn't really ring true yet. But it does for some people. $4 billion worth. James Fletcher, who works in television with me, told me that him and his kids ordered a McDonald's. And he said it was pretty interesting delivered. He said everything was in bags that had stickers on them to show that they were shut. Even the sodas were in a bag that was shut um, to show you that the driver's not munching on your food. Ain't that something? <laughs> That's, when I heard that, I was like, wow. Um, I know food delivery is less than ideal for a lot of people, but thinking about eating off someone else's food delivery, that's pretty, pretty sickening to think about. Uh, but that's one of the issues that they're going to have to deal with, keep that image squeaky clean. The fact that McDonald's made sure to put stickers that showed that the food wasn't tampered with, I think is genius. And it shows you how much they value their reputation. Um, and everyone should do that. 
every restaurant has their reputation on the line here. So this year has been kind to fast food companies. Fast food stocks delivered 14% return so far for 2019, well below the S&P 500, but not bad for fast food companies. They're not tech companies, right? So they're not coming out with brand new chicken nugget 2.0. Well, I guess they sometimes do. Wendy's announced they're going to get into a brand new business next year. Breakfast. So there is some reinvention, right? McDonald's has been wrapping up primetime advertising for its own breakfast items, knowing that Wendy's is going to try to steal some of their thunder. It's interesting to watch. Uh, Netflix is going to survive, right? And Disney Plus is going to survive. We kind of make that assumption. You don't think of them as going to zero in subscribers. The question is how much churn is there going to be and who can limit their churn the most? Because Netflix has made it easy to cancel your subscription. You could turn it off. It's not like a cable relationship where you have that two-year commitment or that one-year commitment that you have to buy your way out of, which seems ridiculous in this day and age. But going back to the same strategy McDonald's and Wendy's, is it's not a zero-sum game. They're going to steal from each other. It's going to... Who consistently does better? 2020... It's going to be a big year for Chick-fil-A. They've been expanding rapidly. Um, When I went back to the East Coast to visit my mother recently, it had been a while, but I was surprised by how embedded in culture of Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area Chick-fil-A is. Little Caesars slated to launch third-party delivery. Hardee's and Carl's Jr., they're looking to create a more wholesome image through national advertising. Restaurant Brands International, also known as QSR, Quick Service Restaurant is the ticker. They own Burger King. Um, They're pretty well positioned. And when you take a look at all the fast food commercials, it's all about the spices and ingredients. But one of the interesting things is Chick-fil-A has brought to the game is quality ingredients. And it's pushing everyone else, remodeling stores, trying to draw new customers. Innovation trumps discounts. So you're seeing the dollar menu not as popular with franchisees or that kind of pricing to get business or that kind of pricing to get clients or leads. Uh, Now you have to come up with something great like a Beyond Meat Impossible Burger, Impossible Whopper. (laughs) It's tough keeping the name of all these down. Dunkin' Brands selling Beyond Sausage Breakfast Sandwiches. McDonald's is rolling out its Beyond Meat PLT Burger. Interesting. Chipotle's got a second line going at their stores now, dedicated just to delivery. And there's also a new trend in fast food called Ghost Kitchens, where McDonald's would open one kitchen that has no customers. They just make food for delivery. Interesting. I'm Rob Black. Your comments and questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is a song that I play and sing to my children. I love my boys. I tell them that they're the best thing about me. I think we're living in a more competitive world than when I was growing up. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for kids to succeed. I was speaking with my neighbor, holiday party kind of thing, and we're talking about business and future and investing and thoughts along those lines. And he is from Buffalo. And he came all the way from Buffalo to the West Coast, found a California woman, settled down. He's been here too long. He's in the construction business. Not the construction. Uh, yeah, kind of the construction business. He can always find work. He knows that. He's on the white-collar side of building projects. So he's pretty well taken care of. He's got three kids. And I always look at other people with older kids uh, for inspiration or for modeling. Uh, for instance, uh, I don't do virtual reality headsets. I don't. It's not my thing. But uh, kids want them. So I talked to my friend who is the head of software for Facebook's virtual reality. Or augmented reality in his case. Um, and he's shown me some pretty cool things in the past. Of things that he's working on. How the he- headset's actually going to work into your life. Um. I still have a question how it's going to work in your life for like long periods of time, but that's neither here nor there. But the guy that I was talking about, names, I don't want to mention his name because I've already given too much information about him, but he's got a 24-year-old son and uh, who's still in college. So that's six years now, going on seven. He's taking a couple semesters off. And he said, I've been too easy on my kids. It's probably the biggest mistake I've ever made. Um, why he's not finishing, why he's not you know, putting his nose into it, I don't know. But when we started talking about he's got a year left till he's 25 and kicked off his parents' healthcare plan. And he's got another kid in college and another kid who just started going to college. That's three kids in college, and that's kind of expensive. Um, but what was interesting is his oldest son, the 24-year-old, works at a Sprint store or Verizon or AT&T, one of the three. I'm not sure. And he does pretty well with commissions. Which I was a little surprised. I didn't realize they're working on commissions. Um, I just thought they were happy and friendly for a good reason. <laughs> but I've never worked at a, fr- a phone store, so I didn't know. He doesn't pay rent. He drives around his dad's car, and he's not finishing college. I see a lot of people going that direction especially in California. One of the very first producers I worked with in radio. Her name's Kim. Um, she's now out of radio. Um, she tried to stay in it as long as she could. So, but when she hit about 40, she radio stations kind of downsize, downsize, downsize. And live programming kind of downsize, downsize, downsize. And uh, she lived at home. And I was like, are you ever going to... Like, no, her whole plan is to basically take over her parents' home. And it was interesting because getting to know her through the years, uh, one of her two parents is a hoarder. And she's like, Oh, the house is bad. Um, but that's her business. But that's her retirement plan to inherit her parents' house. 
um, her career didn't really work out. So now she's a bartender, which is no disrespect to bartenders. Uh, it's a job, right? But I'm seeing more and more people not being able to succeed like their parents did. Uh, it's fascinating to like learn that my dad's final year of work, he made like $65,000. And that was like a big thing. Let's go mid 80s, late 80s, early 90s. 65,000. Um, it's fair to say most of his kids passed him. I don't think my kids will ever make what I earn. And when I look at my friends and family, I see a tough world out there. With that said, let's bring in Tony Mendez. Talk a little Bay Area real estate. Welcome in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done two, maybe three of my loans in real estate. So I bring him in on occasion to kind of highlight what you should be thinking about when buying a home or refinancing a home or maybe even sometimes selling a home. You can listen to his show here on KDOW 1220 Tuesdays. That's Tuesdays at 6 p.m. drive time. Mr. Mendez, buying a home is intimidating. Yes, it is. I remember my 20s when I bought my first car. I had buyer's remorse. I had panic. Um, you know, going through a divorce, you have remorse, you have panic, you have fear. But a home, it's it's pretty big. The first home that you put an offer on and it's not quite the home you want. There's a cracked foundation. You're like... What you, should I be doing? Yeah. Should I not be doing it? Like you do go through a lot of questions. Yeah, I did. the first cliche I heard in the business, and it still rings true today, is it's the biggest decision you're going to make in your life, the biggest investment you're going to make in your life, and it, and today it's becoming more harder to get, uh, more difficult to get the financing, uh, finding the right price, finding the right home is difficult today because we have such competition. Image, we have competition, we have inventory problems. Um, and you're putting cash over top of appraised value. So it's it's a lot more difficult and certainly more intimidating in a seller's market like it is today. And you and I kind of grew up kind of ignorant. We were kind of like, yeah, dad said put down 28 to 40% of your income. And you and I have grown up in an area, uh, era where people are like, buy the worst house on the best street. Buy close to great schools. Buy close to great jobs. Don't buy too far out. You want someone's wife to want your home. You want some curbside appeal. I mean, it sounds like pretty generic advice, but a lot of people got burned with bad advice, like buy, you know, take equity out of your home and buy elsewhere, or or um, buy in Dallas. Or, yeah, just wrong advice. You know, yeah. the best advice you can give yourself for real estate is to first decide to make a decide to buy real estate. That's the hardest decision. Know that you're going to know that you're going to be tied to it. Yeah. And you said it's an investment. I say it's a liability. You say it's the biggest investment you ever make. I think it's the biggest liability. You're committing to paying 30 years every single month. Even if you lose your job, even if you divorce, you're making a commitment that's big. Now, later in life, as you pay yourself rent, i.e. the part of the mortgage that's not interest but the equity, um, it is. it adds up to a great yep. thing over time. It doesn't keep up terribly well versus inflation. Some markets better than others. Yeah, and, and you brought up a good point. The, a lot of things that are – the benefits – the right benefits of owning a home aren't sold. It's the wrong benefits that are oversold, and it gets people hyped up about real estate. It really is a hype game, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. A speculation game. Right now, speculation is is dying off as prices are going up and rates are going up. It's it's a lot more rate sensitive than it used to be. I'm um, because we have such high prices, and this is what I fear in this type of market right now is that we are so rate sensitive, and we're so sensitive to 
alternative types of financing like arms and there's no negams anymore there is still interest only so people are sensitive to those but they also are sensitive to the payment and the fact that the prices have gone up and are going to go back up to where they've been it's a tricky market if you live in an expensive area you're looking for expensive jobs to be created if you're living in stockton you're looking for a doubling of minimum wage like there's little keys and hints that you could think about um i could tell you that my industry financial world has some slimy people there's a big mutual fund guy down in san jose that i got to see some of his salespeople, and they're just 25 year old just i don't know just hey hey there gus give me a power handshake and let's go sell some of this product and make big money and have scotches tonight like they're just i don't know what the word bimbo himbo like there's that's not the right word but uh your industry has that too though you call them a tool tool perfect your industry's got these tools that are like, you know, all I got to do is do one mortgage and I can fly to Hawaii and smoke weed and come back and do one mortgage. And, you know, hey, I used to be a mechanic, but now I'm going to be a mortgage person. I know a woman who's a housewife and she's getting her real estate license simply because it's a little extra money. And she's competing against people who have been in this industry 40, 50 years, super experienced. She's got none. She's going to fail, in my opinion. With that said, maybe she sells one else. Yep. Um, she's got a heart of gold, and she networks really well with mothers. So maybe she does well. But, you know, it, but there is some barriers to entry. I'd get into the real estate that side of the real estate business if I had a larger network, uh, and I've been in my city for a long time. I'm a mom, and and I know a lot of people, and I know how to network. You know, that's a great way to start. There's a lot be of people who still because, want to yeah. get into real estate because there is a lot of money to be made in this in this industry. Um, the mortgage industry is more of the sales part. Real estate's all about this. The selling side is all about how, who, you know, one of the first questions I would ask a potential realtor, tell me the three best streets, tell me the school scores and, you know, don't show me a big kitchen. I don't care. Show me the best streets that everyone wants that has no inventory. That's where I want to be. That has been Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez has been sitting in with me. He works with Bay area He is a lender. BayAreaLoanSource.com. 25 years ago, I used to get incredibly excited beating the market. It was a game. It was, uh, how can you do it? This year, we're ending with a stocks ambling higher. It's not a power move anymore. It seems like we're just last couple of weeks, one week till Christmas. And then does anyone work the week after Christmas? Probably not. So the point being is stocks are ambling. They're extending a winning streak. The likely impeachment of President Trump by the House of Representatives. Um, not really freaking out the markets. And again, sideways. This year has been so good. And if we finish even stronger. We're going to have a bad month at some point. And we're going to have a bad quarter at some point. And we're going to have a bad year, maybe a bad couple of years. So enjoy your 401k. I'm not talking you out of it. I'm not saying anything negative. But you can't always amble higher. Sometimes you need to digest what you've grown into. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. friend of mine just started delivering for DoorDash. A little bit out of boredom, a little bit out of extra pocket money. And uh, the conversation quickly gets into how some of these businesses we don't really need, but we're doing it. And it's really not that much of an innovation as it used to be. The 90s was a great time for tech innovation. It pushed productivity across the board, uh, across the U.S. economy. I would blame a lot of that on computers and email, where you used to go to work without a computer. Can you imagine in this day and age not having a computer or email at work? Um, but back in the 90s, we got kind of stupid. After the initial success of the 286 and the 386 and the 486 and the Pentium processors, we started looking around like, what could this amazing computer do? And we threw some GPS on it and like, oh, we could count steps and we could do things like that, right? And put it on a watch. We could make it even smaller. But we got kind of stupid. We started creating businesses that we didn't need or that maybe were before their time. Remember Pets.com? I've got a book that came out eh, probably 2007, 2008 after the dot-com boom and bust. And it basically looks at 100 companies, and it's called Bull SH. You know what it is, right? It's a dirty word that I can't say. Um, but it pointed out, like, why we had a talking puppet dog, and suddenly that's pets.com, and we're getting pet food delivered. It was a little bit before it's time. And Amazon kind of figured out what they did wrong, and Amazon kind of figured out and did it right. So that's all pretty interesting stuff. Um, the Amazon effect is, it's not small. Like, if we didn't have Amazon creating convenience of bringing stuff to your house, do you think we would have uber and lyft and if, would we have uber and lyft if we didn't have companies like apple who made really good product that apps could thrive in um so you start getting into what would, i would refer to as an ecosystem as an investor you should spend a little bit of time thinking about ecosystems there's a a good book by a guy named moore m-o-o-r-e thomas moore um that talks about competition. And one of the things he does is he puts it all in a very readable ecosystem. And he talks about management. It is important to, to look at management. I know a person in the financial world that everyone hates him. He is not well-liked. People quit on him all the time. Um, business partners, employees, and such. Success or failure starts at the top of management. Spend a little bit of time. If you're going to own a company like Google, can you name the CEO? Can you name, can you take a look at their board and figure out like, well, what's their plan here? Success or failure starts at top. And that couldn't be truer. Um, 
Amazon's building out its logistics network. So if I were to come up with a, a tech ecosystem, who would I put at the top? Back in the day, it used to be Wintel. I know you're saying Wintel. What's that? It was the Windows Intel relationship. And like Intel, you would say underneath them, they got AMD, but you could start getting into the Chinese versions and the manufacturing and you could kind of see who's the 800 pound gorilla. Social media's 800 pound gorilla. Do they compete with Intel? Does Facebook, like you kind of have to see the ecosystem and how comfortable are you with that? Let's, let's talk about that ecosystem real quick. Uh, Facebook and then you get snap and snap is kind of a poor man's. What are they exactly? We know they're not the 800-pound gorilla. Uh, where does Twitter fit in? Uh, did Twitter benefit from President Trump? I think, he, I think Twitter did benefit from President Trump. Uh, but try to understand ecosystems and, and understand why you own a position. I think that's really, really important. Um, and understand the company's positioning in that ecosystem. So the death of competition, good read, solid read. Um, unfortunately, the author's kind of aged out now. Like, he's not doing anything. He was an older business person 20 years ago, 25 years ago when I read the book. Um, so he's probably not dead, but he's probably retired from teaching and everything, right? It's worthy of note. Worthy of note. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a survey out on Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about Star Wars until next week. Just so you know. You know, I once got in trouble. This is fascinating. Uh, on Cron, my television station that I work with, uh, the day the last Harry Potter book came out was kind of a big deal. People were thrilled and excited and there were lines. And it's tough to imagine that books had that kind of power just 10 years ago, right? And uh, I mentioned, oh, Hermione dies at the end. And she didn't die at the end, but I thought it was funny. But it wasn't. But the publisher called me within 10 minutes. I said that at maybe 10, 10 in the morning. And by 1030, they basically made me do a retraction on that statement. They put that much fear of being sued because that's pretty smart. But uh, it is interesting to look at, right? And say books were kind of important 10 years ago. Trump's economic approval hits highest level in a year as Americans remain split on impeachment. Americans tend to vote with their pocketbook. Lesson I learned 30 years ago, maybe. Um, If the economy is doing good, they'll forgive everything almost. Because people want to make money. Fannie Mae boosts the 2020 housing forecast significantly. A judge dismisses New York mortgage fraud charges against former Trump campaign chief Paul Manafort. Weekly mortgage applications drop 5% as rates flatten. I can't imagine people haven't refinanced yet, but it's out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I was good, she was hard, stealing everything she got. I was born, she was over the worst of Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.